going to continue on in our series today, and I just would like to start us with a prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for just the ministry that's already happened during worship, Lord God, and we just invite you into this place that your Holy Spirit would come and speak to us, Jesus, that you would touch our hearts and our minds, Lord Jesus, and that we would forever be changed by your word, by your truth, and that all the glory would go to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before I start, I'd also like to just mention that this month is Pastor Appreciation Month. So I would like to just give my appreciation for our pastors. And I know that our pastors, Pastor Tim and Kelly, are just a huge blessing to our church. And so if they're watching online too, we love you. If you guys want to give a shout out to our pastors, we appreciate you so much. And the same for Ellie and Sergio. We love you so much and we thank you for everything that you're doing for our church. All right, let's get started on this series. We have been in the series called Positively for the past few weeks. And last week, Pastor Tim spoke about being positively selfless. And this week, we're going to talk about being positively humble. And this is kind of like a part two to Pastor Tim's message last week, because being selfless and being humble can go hand in hand sometimes. So the scripture that we're going to look at today is going to start in Philippians 2, verses 5 and 6. And then we're going to continue on through the chapter. So starting in verse 5, this is what it says. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. There's another translation that says that Jesus did not consider being God as something to be used to his own advantage. Jesus was and is literally God, and he chose to give that up. He said, I'm not going to count this as something that I can just hold on to, but he chose to serve. And we'll see what happens next. In verse 7, it says, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. Jesus being literally God chose to not count that as something that he was going to hold on to, but he gave up his privileges as God. He had all of the right in the world to do whatever he wanted because he's literally God, but he chose to give up his divine privileges and to surrender all of his rights as God. In Continuing on in verse 7 and 8, let's look what he did. It says, he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Jesus took the humble position that is so backwards from what our world is used to. Usually in our world, when somebody has power, we're told, hey, do whatever you can to keep that power. Never give any of your power up. But Jesus, having all of the power in the world, chose to give up his power. So last week when Pastor Tim was talking about being selfless, he talked about it in a way with the definition that said, being selfless is to make the decision to surrender my rights so others can thrive. 
So we see Jesus here being very, very selfless. And today we're going to look at how Jesus was also humble in the way that he chose to put something on. So last week we talked about how he laid down his rights in being selfless. And this week we're going to look at what he picked up instead. So the first thing that I want to point out that Jesus did and that what we must do to be humble is that, number one, we need to take up the position of a servant. Jesus gave up his divine privileges, and he took the humble position of a slave, is what the Bible tells us. Jesus did not just talk the talk. He walked the walk in his teachings that said, whoever wants to be first must take the last place and must be the servant to everyone else. Jesus did that through his entire life. He chose to lay down his rights and become a slave, a servant to everyone. We see that when he washed the disciples' feet. We see that when he gave up his rights of being God and came to earth born as a man. And as humble people, we must learn to serve everyone else, to serve those around us. Pastor Tim mentioned last week that the best way we can do that is to serve people who cannot serve us back, like serving in safari kids with our ministry and just loving on kids because those kids, they can't really give a lot back to us, but we can pour out into their lives. So sometimes being humble means taking off the suit and tie and putting on the apron. And going into the kitchen and making some soup in the soup kitchen. I don't know. We sometimes need to take off that suit and tie that makes us look important and put on the garments of a servant. As we see, this really goes hands in hand with being selfless and valuing others above ourselves. And we can do it with joy, even when we don't feel like it. That's what we see Jesus did. And I love this quote by C.S. Lewis when he talks about meeting a man who is humble. This is what he says. He says, when meeting a humble man, you probably all, probably all you will think about him is that he seemed a cheerful, intelligent chap who took a real interest in what you said to him. If you do dislike him, it will be because you feel a little envious of anyone who seems to enjoy life so easily. He will not be thinking about humility. He will not be thinking about himself at all. Now, I love this definition of being humble because sometimes we serve, but we serve just so that we can say, oh, hey, look at me serving. I'm I'm so cool. I'm so humble. Look at me go. No, he's saying here that this guy who's humble will not be thinking about humility. He won't be thinking about himself at all. Now, I can tell you that I am at fault at this. I sometimes, when I remember when I was younger, especially, my parents would like go out of town. We'd have a babysitter or something. And I would clean the whole house because I was like, when my parents come home, I'm going to look so good because I clean everything for them and they're going to love me. Right. And so I served, but I did it with my own interests in mind. I was like, my brothers, all they're doing are playing video games. I'm going to clean and I'm going to look way better than them. Okay. So I served, but I did it because I wanted to look good. 
But what this is saying in this definition that C.S. Lewis gave us is that we wouldn't be thinking about ourselves. We wouldn't be thinking about being humble or anything like that. We would just serve to value others and to make them feel important. And I also love this part that it says that if we meet somebody who is humble, all we will think is that they took a real interest in what I said. And that is so important that when we are with people, that we would be humble and not just be thinking in our minds, oh, what am I going to say next? Oh, I really need to go on to the next person. I don't really want to be talking to you anymore. No, no, no. We need to take a humble position and really listen so that when people walk away from talking to us, they'll be like, wow, they really were listening to me. They really valued me. And that's so important. I know in my life, I have several people who are like that with me. And these people are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. I have a lot of older friends. <laughs> and they are so awesome because some of my friends, they have doctor degrees, they have master degrees, and they have really high positions in life and in their jobs and their workplaces. But they don't care. <laughs> when they're with me, they put all of their work aside. They'll turn off their cell phone and they'll just talk to me. And they'll listen to me, even though I'm a person who has a lot to learn still and has a lot to mature in still. They will sit, me, sit with me and they'll just talk. They'll listen to my ideas, even though they might be like, mm, wow, girl, you got some crazy ideas. <laughs> they'll listen to me, though. And I leave those conversations feeling so valued and feeling so uplifted because of who they are and how humble they are. Because they have high-level jobs. They have degrees that would take me many more years to get to. But they don't care. They just care about being with me and making me feel valued. And so I want to just encourage us today. Because whether you're young, it doesn't matter. You have younger people around you that you can pour into. And if you're a little bit older, that's so awesome because you can sit with the younger generation because we need it. Can I tell you, the younger generation needs older people to sit with us and to listen to us. And then we can listen to you too and we can have a back and forth conversation so that we can edify one another. Is that good? I think that's good. We, we as the church need it. The world needs it. So volunteer. Go talk to some kids or just spend time with your nieces and nephews or your grandkids because we need older people in our life who will be humble so that it can teach us how to be humble as well and to love people well. Amen. We must make the decision to serve like Jesus did to pick up the apron of servanthood and to get to work loving people and showing them how valuable they are and how important they are. So the second thing that we're going to look at that Jesus did and how we can be humble is that we need to pick up our new identity. It shows us in this verse that Jesus was born as a human being and he appeared in human form. He wasn't just like faking being human. He wasn't like, I'm really God, but I'm just going to look like a guy. No, he was literally a human. The Bible 
and we, sorry, the Bible tells us, and we know that he was fully man and fully God. So he came fully man. He had given up his rights as God, and he came and was born as a man. And so we see that he took on that new identity. He became like those that he was going to serve and that those he was trying to save. He, came, he became like us so that he could show us love and so that he could show us and lead us the way to God. And so we're going to look at a couple other people in scripture who also did this, who took on a new identity so that they could serve others. One of these people was Moses. The Bible tells us in Exodus that the Israelites were in slavery in Egypt and the Pharaoh did not want the Israelites to become too powerful. And so he's like, if their population grows, they're going to be really powerful and they're just going to take us over. And so he said, we're just going to kill all of the young boys. And so um, when Moses was born, his parents knew if anybody finds out that you're born, you're going to be killed. You're going to be thrown into the Nile River is what the pharaohs told everybody that they had to do with little boys. So his parents and his mother in particular put him in a basket and sent him down the river in hopes that he would just be able to live. But what happened? The pharaoh's daughter found Moses in this basket and she adopted him as her own son. And he grew up being raised in Pharaoh's home, in Pharaoh's household, as basically as a royal in that time. And many years later, Moses saw some Egyptians beating Israelite slaves, and he ended up running away through a series of events. And after he ran away, it was much later that God called him and asked him to help him free the Israelites from their slavery. And we see in that story that Jesus used Moses in miraculous ways to free his people from slavery in Egypt. And in Numbers, it tells us this. It says that Moses was very humble, more humble than any other person on earth. That's what it tells us. Even though he was a great leader for the Israelites, he was a humble man. And in Hebrews 11, it also tells us something really interesting about Moses. It says, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt for he was looking ahead to his great reward. Moses could have stayed in Egypt, and he could have lived his life as Pharaoh's grandson, and he would have had all the riches that he wanted. He would have probably been in power, but he chose to go be with God's people. And because of that, he was able to lead them out of slavery when God called him. 
There's a book about being humble by Brad Lominick, and this is what he says about Moses. He says, for Moses to live as Pharaoh's grandson would mean choosing a false identity in pursuit of greater influence. He decides instead to own his true identity, and as often happens, that decision leads to even greater influence. Because Moses decided to be who he really was, he took on that new identity. He actually had even greater influence, and God was able to use him in incredible ways that I don't know would have happened if he would have stayed in Egypt. Now, the second person we're going to look at in the Bible that also took on a new identity was Paul. Paul is the one that wrote wrote the book of Philippians that we're going through right now in this series, but Paul was not always called Paul. He also had the name of Saul. And in the Bible, we read about his story and that he was a Pharisee. He was a Jew who went around and persecuted the Christian church. And then God like miraculously showed up in his life. He had an encounter with Jesus and he completely changed his ways. He went from persecuting the church to now being like the biggest evangelist of Jesus and telling, sharing people the gospel of Jesus. And so we see this miraculous change in his life. And many people think that they think that Jesus was the one that changed his name. They think that God told him, hey, I'm going to call you Paul now, because we see that sometimes in scripture. God does that with other people in the Bible as well, that he says, hey, I'm going to call you by a a different name because this is now going to be your identity. But we see in scripture that God was not the one that changed his name. And many scholars believe that Paul actually chose to go by a different name. We read that Saul was his Hebrew name. Saul was also the name of the first king of Israel. And so it was like a very Jewish name. And he would have been proud to be called Saul as a Jew. But we see that Paul was his Roman name. And he chose to go by his Roman name when he started going out to reach people and to share the gospel with people that were not Jews. So he chose to leave behind Saul and that name that's kind of royal and would be strong in the Jewish community. And he chose to go by Paul so that he could go out and reach more people. One scholar says that adopting his Roman name would allow Paul to approach the Gentiles to whom he was sent and speak to them in their own language, becoming as one of them and setting them at ease. If he would have gone to people who were not Jewish, the Gentiles, if he would have gone to them with his name Saul, it might have made them uncomfortable because they knew Saul was the king of Israel. That was the name that was known for that. And so when he came to them by Paul, it was able to set them at ease and he was able to reach them in a greater way that might not have been possible before. As humble people, sometimes we need to choose to let go of those things that have been identifying us and that we would become a people who would just be known as God's people. 
and that we would go and love others. Some people choose to identify themselves in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's nationality. Right now we see a lot of people identifying by political party. And when we choose to go buy something else, when we put on our new identity, that doesn't mean that all those things change about us. It doesn't mean that we're changing our nationality, and it doesn't mean that we're going to change our political party, but it means that we are not going to be identified by those things anymore. We are going to be identified now as people of God. Not, hey, I'm a Democrat, so just see me as that, or hey, I'm a Republican, so see me as that. It means I'm just going to love God, and I'm just going to use that as my identity from now on. I'm just going to show you how much you are valued by the Heavenly Father. And so we see that Jesus did this. When he came to earth, he changed his identity. That did not mean that he was no longer God. Because like I said before, he was 100% God, 100% man. Don't ask me, the math does not really add up. It's a God thing. So, but, <laughs> but he came as a man. That doesn't mean that he left all that God stuff behind. No, he was filled with the Holy Spirit and he worked and walked in power. But he chose to be identified as a man for that time so that he could save as many people as he could. And so being humble, it means that we got to do that too sometimes. We got to put other people in front of ourselves and we've got to choose to identify as just somebody who's going to love them no matter what. Amen. So the third thing that we're going to see that Jesus did and that we must do to be humble is that we need to put on the attitude of obedience. The verse that we read before said that Jesus humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. He chose to be obedient. When he had all the power to just say, I'm not really going to die for these guys. I don't think it's a good idea for me to go to the cross. That's probably not going to be very comfortable. I'm just going to, I came to earth. That's pretty awesome. I think that'll be good enough. I'm not going to die. No. (laughs) Jesus was obedient to the call that God had for him. And he said, God, let your will be done in my life. He was obedient to the call of God. And we must follow his example and be obedient as well. Sometimes it's hard, but we can see also that Jesus gave us instructions on how we can be obedient. In Luke 9, his instruction said that if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. And if you read those words again, you'll see that He says, give up your own way. That's being selfless. Like Pastor Tim talked about last week, we lay down our rights. We're going to give up our own way and our own desires. And we are going to pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus wherever he calls us to go. But this can be painful. Crucifying our flesh can be painful. Letting go of the things that we want to do can be hard. But choosing to be obedient requires us to let go of our own desires 
and to let go of our sinful nature and to let God take control and be obedient to him. When we're divided on whether we're going to serve our own desires or whether we're going to serve God, we can just wreak havoc in our lives. We need our loyalty to be to God first. God has to be our first priority. And that's part of just being humble. Being humble means I'm not going to take first place. I'm going to let God be first place and be obedient to him and to his call so that we can serve others and so that we can bring glory to God. But God knows that we're not always going to get it right. Trust me, I know. I don't always get it right. But also part of being humble is admitting when we get it wrong and saying, God, I messed up and I need your help. Repentance is key to staying humble. When we repent, when we're saying, this is what I'm doing wrong, God, and I need your help, and I'm so sorry, and I just want to fall in your ways, that is true humility. Repenting and being obedient to God. Now, in Philippians, in that verses that we read, after it says that Jesus did all he did, all he could do to humble himself, and he died on the cross, in verses 9 through 11, this is what it says after that. It says, Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. When Jesus humbled himself, God was able to exalt him and to lift him high. It took Jesus coming to earth as a human, being a slave, being a servant, dying on the cross for then God to lift him up and to put him in a place of honor and say that Jesus is Lord. If we humble ourselves as well, we can bring glory to God, as that verse talks about. Because it's not about us. It's all about him. And that verse that says, let every tongue declare that Jesus is Lord, that is what it's all about. That's why we're here, is to bring people to know Jesus so that we can all declare Jesus is Lord. Amen? So we need to take the selfless position and to lay down all of our privileges, to surrender all of our rights. And being humble, we talked about taking up the position of the servant, picking up our new identity, and putting on the attitude of obedience. In doing all these things, we bring glory to God. And when we humble ourselves, the Bible says that God will lift us up. In 1 Peter 5, verses 5 and 6, this is what it says. All of you, dress yourselves in humility. Right? That's what we talked about. We're putting on this attitude of humility. Dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. 
For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. That's so awesome that when we trust God, when we trust in his timing, and we choose to be humble ourselves, God will lift us up. So some of you might be here, some of you maybe online are thinking, man, I really don't like the place that I'm in. I need to just be in a different place. Sometimes what that requires us is that we would be humble so that God can move us and God can lift us up and that God would put us in a place where we need to be. When we want some different outcomes in our life, maybe we just need to be humble. Maybe we need to serve. Maybe we just need to put on a new identity and be obedient to God and he will lift us up so that we can bring glory to God the Father. Amen? Instead of being proud, we need to be humble. Because this verse also says that God opposes the proud. And I don't know about you, but I never want God to be in opposition to me. I never want to come one-on-one with God and be like, God, we are going in different directions. I do not want to oppose God. So that requires us to lay down our pride and to be humble. Be humble and trust in God's timing. As we continue to serve and to make other people feel valued and important, so that God ultimately can be glorified. It's not always easy, but God says it's going to be rewarding. When we choose sometimes to take the hard path, it can be it can be hard. It can be difficult. But God says it's going to be rewarding. If you're humble, if you're not proud, I'm going to lift you up so that you can glorify the Father in heaven. So I'd just like to pray with us as we close today. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you were humble, that you came to earth and died on the cross for us. And so, Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that even after you died, that God raised you up so that the world would declare that you are Lord. And today, that is what we choose to do with our lives as well. We want to declare your lordship in our lives, Jesus. You are so good. We put you first, Jesus. We are no longer first, God. We choose to be selfless. We choose to be humble, Father, and to put you first and be obedient to you. And also to serve others. And to identify in a way that would just draw people into you. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are. And for the example that you gave us. And if there's anyone here in person or online and you just like to say, do you know what? I've never declared in my life that Jesus is Lord. I've been putting myself first. And if that's you and today you want to say, God, I'm going to put you first. 
would you just raise your hands? And if you're online, you can just type in your comments and say, yes, I'm saying yes to God. And we've got pastors online with you today that will just be able to pray with you and to connect you with some resources that we have. But if that's you and you want to say, God, I want to choose to be humble, to lay down my life and to put you first. I just want to pray. Lord Jesus, we do put you first today. We say yes to you. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are with us and that you will strengthen us even in the hard times, even when it's difficult, Lord God, that you would be with us and that we can follow your example because you lead us well. And we thank you for it in your name, Jesus.